Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. Welcome in What's the Spread. Another glorious weekend of football betting is upon us. Brad, how are you feeling after uh, the second full weekend of football? I guess, I, I guess first full weekend of football with NFL. You know, the first week I actually did a lot better than this week financially. I made $3, um, and that was me, you know, paying for juice, breaking even. Although I did not have any bad, big, bad beats like I did last uh, two weeks ago, I made less money. But Isn't it crazy how you can win. throw down like $600 in bets and come out like, like up $3? Bucks? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, God. Some weekends are like that. Yeah, I mean, and, and like I didn't make any terrible decisions. And as we go through these games, you'll see that we did have some that were kind of more questionable than others and some that we just were kind of far off. But we did, overall, we did really well. So let's review. Let's start with uh, the LSU-Texas game, which was definitely the game of the weekend in college. Yes. Uh, six and a half points spread for LSU. They end up covering by a half point. The worst, the hook. So we both lose that game. But you know what? In a game like that, we've said it. Before, we'll say it again, Texas was still an okay bet. That was a good bet. And then if you guys got it before a game, I luckily didn't totally forgot to put my bet in until the game was about to start. And I got it at seven, at right? Seven. Yeah. So it was a push for me, but not on the pod. Sorry, guys. We led you astray on that one. A&M Clemson. A&M the entire game. Oh, my God. I remember God. I texted you in the middle of the game. I'm like, are you kidding me? A&M can't even score a touchdown. God. There's no way we're covering this right? game. Gotta love the backdoor cover. Backdoor cover with time expiring. And I was like, you know Jimbo is going to put a touchdown on the board because he has to. He has to score a touchdown. You cannot leave there without scoring a touchdown. And Dabo had no problem doing that. No, Dabo Because was like, as okay. I said on the podcast last weekend, Dabo knew he only needed to get out of there with the win. He yep. didn't need any style points. Yeah. But they got plenty of those as well. Uh, also, side note there, Trevor Lawrence is looking pretty human God, through the yeah, first two he games. He, if that defense, that defense is still scary. Right. I underestimated them. Offensive lines is just too. as scary as I thought, too. And that's what they have. They have an, a, a great defense, a stout offensive line, yep. a good running game. So Lawrence doesn't even need to do that much right no. now. Scary thought. Uh, so that's a win for both of us. We said it was going to be the easiest cover of the weekend, and it definitely was. UCF minus 10.5. What a joke. 48 to 14. I thank UCF a lot because I bet the game at, um, was it minus 9.5? I bet it at minus 10.5. And, and then I live bet the game. When the game first started, I live bet at minus 13. I live bet it at minus 20. And all, all four of those hit. So thank you, UCF. Looking forward to talking about them more uh, today. Uh, Stanford-USC was the one game of the weekend that I was really disappointed in. Stanford just didn't show Stanford, up. Stanford went up, what, 20-3 to three or something, and they didn't score for the rest of the game. USC, one-point favorite at home. They ended up winning 45-20, so that was a loss for both of us. We'll take a combined 4-4 four and four in college there. All right, moving over to the NFL, where for week one, I'll take it. Yes. The Chiefs minus four against the Jaguars was... No Easy. sweat the entire game, which yeah. is very rare in the NFL. Yeah. But that was that was a fun I mean, they game. were up 13-0 before Nick Foles threw that touchdown, but that was a glory touchdown to who's that? Chris Conley, I think, in the, in the end zone. Oh, no, DJ Chark. Without that, I mean, they weren't even close. That was one where I threw down live bets, yes. multiple bets before kickoff. Yes. I was feeling good about that one, so that's a win for both of us. Uh, the Niners and the Bucks. Jameis throws two pick sixes. It was a pick em. The Niners' defense really won that game. The Bucks didn't. Um, the Bucks didn't lose this game. Jameis lost the game. Niners' defense looked pretty good, though. So we both go with the Bucks there at home. A loss for both of us. That's fine. Uh, Steelers, Patriots. Patriots were five and a half point favorites at home. Thirty-three to three. Not even a contest. 
That defense ate Ben Roethlisberger and that team alive. And I can't even say it's because they're missing Le'Veon or missing Antonio Brown. Even if they had Antonio Brown, I don't think they're scoring more than 10 points. The Steelers uh, have a lot of work to do. A lot. Uh, so that was a win for me there, a loss for you there. You went with the Steelers. And then a great call for both of us. I was really proud of this one. Texans plus seven over the Saints. They almost win the almost game. Almost won the game. Saints win by two on that last second field goal. It's a win for both of us. One of the games of the year in week one yes, already. already. Uh, for me, I mean, looking back, I I will not be able to see another top three game. Not like that. So that, it, it, that was great to see. A recap for a people. Texans football. go down under two minutes and score in two plays. Drew Brees has like 30 seconds left to go. Throws the ball. Next play. This is the this is a tech. He's a technician, Miles. Goes and throws the ball. Player gets down. Timeout. Two seconds left to go. Will Lutz was at a 58-yard field goal for the win. Nails it. Could have been from 70. Yes. Deshaun Watson quickly turning into one of my favorite players to watch. Yeah. His two throws in that drive could not have been more perfect. And then, of course, you get the legend Drew Brees coming in. Yeah. And you knew that he was going to put him in position to at least have a chance to win the game. And that's when your hero comes in. So, 5-3 and three combined in the NFL Week 1. I will take that not all day. All. Well done, sir. Let's go ahead and move into college. And before I do that, I had a couple thoughts driving over here that I just wanted to spell out. Okay. I find myself... Before these college football and NFL weekends now, really trying to take in the moment of these weekends because you because if you stop and think about it, we only have about ten college football Saturdays yeah, left. That's Nine, true. There there are not that many. No matter what you do, no matter where you are, no matter how you decide to spend your Saturdays and your Sundays, just take in the moments, have a great time, find great people to watch the games with. At the end of the day, that's, that's really, what it all that's, it's that's about. What this podcast it, is about. That's what we're about. Make money, enjoy yourself, and watch a ton of football. Because before you know it, it's going to be over. Yes. So having said that, let's go ahead and get into College Football Week 3, which is going to be the weirdest weekend in college football of the entire year. It's it's one of those non-conference weekends where there's not really any big marquee matchups. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's only a couple of conference matchups. A lot of cupcake teams. But there are plenty of spreads out there that will keep you interested yes. in, the fo- in football all day long. We're going to talk about our four favorite games of the day, starting with College Game Day, the number 19th ranked Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa State hosting College Game Day for the first time in school history. That's always a good Amazing. time. Two and a half point favorites for uh, the Big Ten representatives. Hawkeye Insider, I was reading, called this the most highly anticipated game in the history of the series. Wow. And this, this is a great game every year. Four we, game win streak for Iowa coming into this as well. And they've been playing well against good Iowa State teams. Yes. Even when Iowa wasn't necessarily the better team in the past, they still find a way to get the win here. 4-1-1 one, one against the spread in their last six games against Iowa State. That's beautiful. You know, Iowa State was slated as the favorite when this line came out. Line has moved up to 2.5, back down to 1.5, back to 2. This line's crazy. But you know one thing about Iowa, Iowa versus Iowa State? I think that at this moment in time, Nate Stanley is playing almost perfect. 488 yards, six touchdowns. And then you know what? On the other side of the football, I'm not even going to talk about Brock Purdy. I'm going to talk about Iowa State as a team. In their last six games, they have not covered the spread. But to me, when you go between like two and a half to one and a half on the other side, it's almost a pick em. So for me, I'm picking who's going to win this game. And, and, and I'm just going to have to go with Iowa. I know they're on the road. I know the, the crowd's going to be electric in Iowa State because they have game day. They're going to be a highly anticipated game. But I think the win streak continues. I'm locking my bet on with Iowa minus two and a half. And here's where it gets tricky 
for Iowa State. They didn't play a game last week. They did that on purpose. They wanted a bye week before this game. Yeah. But how awful they looked in week one, almost losing to Northern Iowa at home. Three overtime. I know it was week one. I know they were looking ahead to this game. But our boy Brock Purdy, I'll tell you one thing. They're missing Montgomery Big already. Time. Yeah. And it showed. Mm-hmm. Iowa, on the other hand, has been firing on all cylinders two weeks in a row against inferior opponents. That's fine. It's still, they've executed. Execution and, is what it's all about when you play inferior opponents. Right. And, and you mentioned Nate Stanley. Dude's completing almost 64% of his passes. Yes. Playing really good football right now. The defense is just as good as it's always been. It's one of the best defenses that Kirk Ferentz has had. And we said that in our Big Ten preview. Yeah, we did. It was one of the best defenses that he's had in a while. And yes, they are on the road. Good point about basically being a pick when yeah. you're under three points. I have to take the Big Ten team. I'm also going to go with Iowa here. Yeah. I looked at uh, stats and trends for the last 10 head-to-head matchups for these guys. So over the last 10 years. Iowa State is averaging over two turnovers per game. Wow. In the last 10 head-to-head matchups in this game. And Iowa, I think, was something under .5. You can't win games like that. You you, you can't, especially in these big rivalry games. I think that the spotlight will be a little too big for the Cyclones in this game. Yes. Iowa, people forget, they... This is a program that's used to playing in big games. Yeah. I mean, they've they've got their seasons where they're not at, you know, it's not a 10-win team and maybe an eight, but they know how to play in these big games. Absolutely. And I just feel like they're going to be the ones that are going to be uh you know, having the advantage coming yeah. in here. I think better on both sides of the ball. The only edge for Iowa State is being the home team. And that's just my opinion. And having game but day. I think I wholeheartedly believe. Four o'clock PM kick. Uh can't wait for that one. Mark it down. Let's go ahead and go to our hometown heroes. Stanford coming to town to play the 17th ranked UCF Knights. All right. So we are talking about this game at at seven and a half because yes. that's how we do things. We Look pick, at the spread now. Right. We pick our games in the beginning of the week, and that's how we do our research. But this spread has crawled up to I've seen it at nine. I, I don't, saw it at nine and a half earlier today. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me that it that it may be going even farther. So Here's here here are my thoughts about Stanford coming in. They looked awful last week. Yes. Terrible. UCF, it seems like it doesn't even matter who's playing quarterback for this UCF offense. They're just they have so many weapons and they're firing on all cylinders. And and, and now we've got Mac back in the in the mix. We got Mac back in the mix. I don't even care if there's a QB controversy. We got Mac cleared for contact. Dylan Gabriel in this season has thrown 372 yards, five touchdowns. One thing that I really um, think that why UCF has the edge here, not only because it's a home game and finally UCF is selling out home games, Stanford's DBs cannot cover quickness. That's what I noticed. Well, and that's what that's what happened last weekend. Yes, they, they cannot cover quickness. They can't cover quick quick running back, I mean quick wide receivers when the team's playing fast. You know what UCF does? They play fast and hard all game. I think the Stanford's defense is, and I don't see this very often, but I think they're going to be outmatched in this one. Yeah. This UCF offense, and we were saying it all offseason, yeah. you know, from from the group of five, it is the real deal. Adrian Killens can easily break a touchdown at any point. Otis Anderson, God. another one. And you mentioned that it doesn't matter who starts a quarterback. We still don't know. It seems to be like Dylan Gabriel has the edge yeah. here. Yeah. He actually got a training camp. Mac didn't get a training camp. I don't think Wimbush is going to see the field for us the year unless it's a monsoon blowout, which kind of sucks for 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 um, for Wimbush. But KJ Costello is still questionable. I don't know if, if as of this moment if he's officially been ruled out. But the line movement's kind of suggesting that he's ruled out. Davis Mills is not good. He looked overmatched. Uh, 
the fact that KJ Costello, if he doesn't play, then I'm 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 all over. I mean, I'm all over UCF anyway. Yeah. In this I, I game. mean, my bet's already been locked. So. Okay. Yeah. Same here. Uh, also, not to mention Stanford without their best offensive lineman Walker Little, he's also oh, been yeah. ruled out for this game. UCF eight and two against the spread in their last ten games at home. Dominant at home. You know the crowd's going to be rocking for this three thirty start. They're sixteen and zero straight up in their last sixteen games at home. I'm trying to think. I feel like last year the Memphis team that came in here for the conference championship game was yes. a better football team than, than the Stanford, Stanford team, team especially offensively. Right. The Stanford team leaves a lot to be desired. Like, I mean, I know they got up early on USC, but you see how that offense just is stagnant. Davis Mills is missing passes that, I mean, a blind man can make. One thing about UCF, people might say, well, now they're playing Pac-12. They're out of their conference. UCF is 4-1 four, four and one against the spread in last non last five non-conference games. That does not bother me at all. Well, and remember the, I think it was the Pittsburgh game last year yeah. where they blew them out and, yeah. and it was a pretty small spread, you know, and so I think take advantage of the spread where it is. I could see UCF blowing out the Stanford team. I could see it. It's, th- there's a lot to be said for preparation and for coaching and, you know, Shaw is my guy over there on the other sideline, but I just think that, that the speed is really, the speed difference is really going to show in this yeah. game. Big opportunity for UCF in the next two weeks here. I think it's the next two weeks, right? Because they play Pittsburgh next yep. week. So, really big opportunity for these guys. Uh, not the best Power 5 competition, but an opportunity to get their name, blow these guys out. Blow them out. Get your name back up there. Get closer to the top 10. Squeak up. That's all it really matters. So, I'm going UCF minus 7.5. Same. All right, let's go into the next one. You sent this game over to me. I and did. I was very intrigued. Because I know how much you love Hawaii. You're you're picked to win the Mountain West Conference, and they're looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. How about good. open the season against two Pac-12 teams and win both games? And in the last game, literally couldn't make a field goal, but it didn't matter. They made it when it counted. And it was a comeback win. Yeah. Over there against Oregon State. Those two games were at home. Now they're going on the road at number 23-ranked Washington. Washington, 21.5-point favorites. A shocking upset last weekend. California, how about it? Their defense, we knew their defense was going to be good. I didn't know it was going to be that good. I want to tell you how bad I want to throw up. I have a five-team parlay, right? For some reason, I put Washington to win at minus 633, which I don't even remember making this bet. It is the last team in my parlay, and I'm like, oh, well, the game's going to get canceled. I'm getting ready to go to bed. So you're fine. But like a true sports fan... The games I missed, I wanted to go back and read all the stats and see everyone's stat lines. And so I'm going through the stat lines and I see, wait, the game's in the third quarter. I turn on, I stay up till four in the morning to lose my parlay on the last leg. Miles, I put this game on here for a couple reasons. I really want to talk about, I really want to talk about Jacob Eason. I really want to talk about this Washington defense. I want to talk about this Washington team in all. Overall, this Washington team, I don't care. Don't anybody give me the excuse that, oh, there was a rain delay. Cal played with the exact same circumstances as Washington. Washington, as of late, even this season, has not been all that great at covering the spread. Three and eight in their last games covering the spread. They also haven't been great out of conference. Three and eight against the spread in their last 11 non-conference games. But you know what? One thing that, that Hawaii does very well. They cover against the Pac-12. I think it's something like 12-4 and against their spread against their last 16 Pac-12 games. I'm excited because Cole McDonald, this season has thrown for 799 yards, 8 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Mind you, 
Five of those interceptions were in one game. But even with these five interceptions, he hasn't thrown a bad pick, in my opinion. Cole McDonald's a gunslinger. He would rather throw a pick than punt the ball. Third and long, he's throwing it deep. He doesn't care if they're open or not. But he made some very, very precise, very precise throws in very good timing. Another, I'm sorry, I'm on top of this. No, go ahead. Another thing before I let you take the floor. Washington, what they showed me, and that's why what stuck out to me in this game is when Cal would play fast at the end of the game, I felt like they couldn't stop a, a doggone chicken with a rooster's nest. Like, it was bad. Bad, bad. Hawaii plays fast all game. They're looking to get somewhere like 90 snaps a game in. I know uh, McDonald's your boy. I do have to throw a bad trend at you. Hawaii 2-9-1 against the spread in their last 12 true road games. Yep. I have that on my list. For me... I originally did have Hawaii. I want to root for Hawaii, for Hawaii to cover in this game because I, I enjoy betting on these guys. But you know what? I switched my pick, and I'm going to go on the other side of the fence here. I'm going to go with Washington minus 21 and a half. And I'm going to say that last weekend, yeah, the, the, there was the rain delay, right? It was, yep. uh, it, was, it was a tricky game, really stout Cal defense, but the Hawaii defense is not good. Does not match up to what they're offering. And I feel like, now, Washington's going to have to take an early lead. They're going to need a few key turnovers in this game to cover, but they look so much better in week one than they did in that. This was so unlike Chris Peterson last week. It, oh, may, yeah. it may have been the worst loss of in his program history. tenure at, at Washington. I have them recovering here. And when you said this game over to me, I knew it was going to be a weird one because the, the quote-unquote smart bet is to, take the, is to take the Warriors in this game, especially if it's over 21. Yes. But I'm going to go ahead and, and, and say Washington wins this game 49-20 and covers the 21.5. So I like your, your score projection. I had Washington scoring 45 points. Be wary of the 21.5-point spread here. It's, a tri- it's tricky. Because the backdoor cover is a real thing, and it will happen in this game. Washington, If Washington goes up about... 28 points they're not throwing the ball Jacob Eason is Jacob Eason looked good in the first game but we're playing a much weaker opponent but against good defenses I was kind of shocked about how many throws he was missing maybe he got loaded in the locker room while they were on delay or something or he was tired I think that Hawaii's defense in that game against Oregon State looked god awful but then towards the end of the game when it really started to matter they started to put it together if Hawaii can keep themselves from making it, if they can keep themselves out of a 40 point deficit, I think the 21 and a half is a gracious margin. I see it's like a 17 to 20 point victory for, for Washington. But don't be surprised if Hawaii comes out and scores two early touchdowns because then Washington could be behind. Then it's panic mode. Then it's panic mode at that point. Because Hawaii is going to keep their foot on the gas. They see an opportunity. So if you guys didn't know, I'm taking Hawaii minus 21, I mean, plus 21 and a half. And I'm going to go with my boy Chris Peterson in Washington at minus 21 and a half. So we'll see who comes out on top there. All right, let's go ahead and move over to Florida and Kentucky. Ninth-ranked Gators, seven and a half point favorites coming off their first loss to Kentucky last year in what, over 30 years? Yep. So you know that the Gators have had this game circled on their calendar. Absolutely. But you're my SEC guy. So tell me what your thoughts are about the line here. I'm scared, actually. Um, I took... Florida minus seven and a half. And I was like, this is a great line. Um, I was going to buy the half a point. I was going to urge everyone to buy the half a point. A revenge game. Uh, Florida, Florida's been playing pretty good against the spread in their road games. Pretty good against SEC opponents. And then I was like, well, even better, Terry Wilson's out with a knee injury. 
But what really confused me is the line really hasn't moved. Is Sawyer Smith really that good of a quarterback? Does he provide a different spark? I still am with Florida minus seven and a half. Kentucky is not good at covering spreads. One and four against a spread, especially in their last. I take that back. Kentucky is not good at covering the spreads in the SEC versus SEC opponents. I think this is the first year where Kentucky, I mean, it's a different year than last year where Kentucky was controlling the controlling the game, slow pace, moving the ball on the ground. I think Florida's defense will be stout. I think they have something to prove. Their defense, their offense, I don't care if it was worse, who they played last week, UT Martin, their offense is finally starting to flow a little bit better. Frank was 25-27 in that game. Week one was tough versus Miami. Oh, but Miami is a top to 10 defense. Right, and a tough way to open the season. Yeah. It, it, that game was great for both teams. Florida's going to have to get their, their run game going. P. Ryan is not doing well. I think he's rushed for something like 94 yards or something. Not good. But there's a reason that I picked this game. And I, I don't bet on Florida very often. I don't. I, I never like their lines. I never like the games that, that they're playing because I because I haven't really been a believer of the team. But yeah. when I saw this line, I'm really confident in this one. I'm also going with Florida. Minus seven and a half I like here. It. I think that their defense is going to shut down Kentucky. Yes. I think Kentucky would be lucky to score 10 points in this game. Florida only needs to score 24, 27 to cover the spread. Yeah. I think they can even get to 21 and cover the spread. Felipe Franks, like people are dogging him. I mean, against a great defense and then against UT Martin, 500... 524 yards, four, five total touchdowns, two interceptions. And, and I know that most of these came in the Miami game, but this Florida defense is leading the country with 15 sacks yes. on the season. That is impressive. So I'm betting on the Florida defense in this game to control it. Yes. Florida Take- will score a defensive touchdown in this game. If they don't, it'll be a fumble or an interception, in, and they will get ball in the red zone, which is just like scoring on there. It will be a turnovers that lead the point in this game that will give Florida the cover. Kentucky snuck up on them last year, and they ended up being a 10-win team. Kentucky was a good team. This is not right. the same Kentucky it, it's, team. It's not. It's not. It's, it's going to be a different story. So we're going to go Florida here. All right. So college uh, football Saturday will be a little interesting. I'm really looking forward to that Iowa-Iowa State game, and I'm always looking forward to see how UCF is yes. in these Power 5 games. We'll be tailgating at the game. Yeah. Tailgating the UCF game will be For pretty sure. tight. Yeah, those... Those are always the games that I'm looking forward to for the night. So, big opportunity there. All right, let's go ahead and go into NFL Week 2. And let's start with the Minnesota Vikings coming off a big home win against the Falcons last week. At Green Bay Packers, the Packers minus three home favorites. Interesting line for me here. Um, the Vikings looked invincible um, against, the, against the Falcons. Falcons were, were held to like 12 points, three turnovers. Is it safe to say that Aaron Rodgers in that first half looked like human? But in that second half versus the Bears, he came out and knocked the ring rust off, and he's back in the ring slinging. I'm liking the the Green Bay Packers to only have to cover three points here. Uh, I mean, we get Aaron Rodgers against an amazing defense. 18 for 30, 203 yards, one touchdown. But that's not the real story. I picked the Bears last week because I said, I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers. The Bears will score enough points. You heard that? I said that right. Score enough points to, to, to beat the Packers. The Bears scored three points. I don't care. Any NFL team who scores three points, it's not because their offense is bad. It's because the defense, the defense of the Packers has grown. They've grown up and they've gotten a lot better. The Packers defense did look really good against an inept Bears offense last yes. week. Minnesota, their style of play right now, and 
keeping in mind they they were my pick to win this division. Yes. So I'm sticking with, you know, what I believe the Vikings' identity to be. Alvin Cook, and they proved it last week. A stout, oh, stout, suffocating defense. My God, shutting down Matt Ryan in the Atlanta passing game, and Dalvin Cook hand them the rock. Kirk Cousins only threw the ball ten times. Yeah, last week. And they blew out the Falcons. It's not very often that I bet against Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not saying that the Vikings are going to win this game. But I am going to go with the Vikings plus three here. Hold your breath. Plus three here against Aaron Rodgers at home because of how well that defense played last weekend. Let's go ahead and put it this way. I'm going to go give you a little tidbit of information just in case anybody out there forgot how dominant Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers in the... Uh, Green Bay Packers have covered in their seven of the last ten against the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. But it would be unfair of me to say a a trend like that. Just remember that the Green Bay Packers are one and four against the spread in their last five against the NFC North. But Minnesota's one and five against the spread in their last six versus a team with a winning record. We've only played one good. How good is that Minnesota defense? How good is Aaron Rodgers? Hard to tell after week one, so I'm just going to go with the better quarterback in my opinion. And there's a reason that I put this game number one, because I think that it's two of the best teams in the NFC, and I think yes. we're going to learn a lot about both of these football teams in this game. Great timing for this Week 2 matchup. Yeah. Really excited for it. Yeah, so, the matchup I'm most excited for this entire weekend, same. actually. So you're going Packers minus three. Yes. I'm going Vikings plus three. Ooh, someone's going to win some money. Someone's going to be kind of Let's upset. get it. All right. Let's go ahead and move over to the Chicago Bears. Minus one and a half at... The Denver Broncos. And I'm going to tell you right now, before we do anything, the Denver Broncos looked awful. Can you look any more worse? Awful. Terrible. Unprepared. Completely overmatched by a Raiders team who wasn't expected to do anything. They have the Raiders believe that they can win the Super Bowl. Well, and to be fair, the Raiders were playing with a lot of emotion out there. You know, hard knocks and the Antonio Brown saga. And they're playing at home on Monday night. Yeah. They got everything going for them. Good for them. They they played off those emotions really well. This Broncos team is time to give up on that defense. The defense old. They lost a lot of pieces. But you know what's crazy? There are a lot of sharps on the Denver Broncos. A lot of them. A including lot of Vegas here. Yeah. I am going with the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. In on the road, they are statistically a good team. I don't think Mitchell Trubisky can have another week like he did. 228 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. I don't think it's possible for him to have a week that bad. The defense will do just enough. Joe Flacco didn't didn't throw out all get out. I think this will be a defensive matchup, and the Bears will edge it because they, they're not playing against Aaron Rodgers this week. They're playing against Joe Flacco in a struggling offense. And don't forget... That dating back to last year, the Bears, they're 9-2 and two against the spread. Dating yes. back to last year on their last 11 games, this is a good Chicago team. This is going to be the only weekend where you can take advantage of how bad Chicago looked the week before yeah. and jump on this one-and-a-half point line at an inferior Denver Broncos team. This offense is going to get going a little bit. Bounce back game, so teams who are favorited in, the, in, in week one, bounce back uh, covers are like 60-something percent which is enough for me to want to take my money at just one and a half. And I thought the Bears were going to take a step back this year, but not 0-2. No. I I still have them as one of the best teams in the NFC. The Broncos dating back to last year, 0-5 against the spread in their last five games. You know who did look really good for the Bears? 
last week was Allen Robinson. Oh my God, over a hundred yards. He provides a mismatch anywhere that he goes. Trubisky's just got to find the guy. Yeah, Trubisky's got to learn to find his weapons and spread the ball around a little more. What, where the hell was Anthony Miller? Yeah, in that game, zero catches. I mean, that, that's your that's your slot receiver. Yes, I'm a little confused. I, I I'm not saying that he didn't play well, but. I'm not agreeing with the Mike Davis situation when you've got Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery. David Montgomery was breaking tackles like crazy. Okay, Matt Nagy was out coaching himself. I don't like this play. It is fourth. It was third and one, fourth and one. I can't remember at the time. Uh, fourth and one. You have David Montgomery, who at the time it was early in the game. At the time, has broken count. It was like five or six tackles. You need one yard. Fourth and one. You try to do a, a naked boot pass out route to your tight end, who is, by the way, not Trey Burton, because Trey Burton was out of the game. That's just, don't make the game harder than it should be. And don't force Trubisky to make those plays no. in, in year two. He's, He's not that tackled. kind of back. It was awful. So, Bears minus one and a half. I, I mean, the, I, I feel about this line how I felt about the Chiefs minus yes, four same. line last week. This it, is a fair it, one to jump on. It's a no-brainer, and... I think we deserve to shut down the podcast if we didn't take the Bears. Yes, absolutely. Anybody, if you if you guys if you guys don't take this line, you guys jump on the Broncos. Please at us, text us, tweet us, call and tell us, us why, and tell us why, and give me a good reason besides the Broncos are playing at home. All right, you know who did look really good last weekend? Dem oh boys. my god, the Dallas Cowboys under new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, the Boise State legend, god. comes out with this. I don't care that it was the Giants, Brad. This is still an NFL defense. Yes. And our main man, Dak Prescott. He said, pay me. Rack me Comes up. out and has, is it safe to say that was his best game? Easily. Ever. As a career. I, I mean, I've, I, I've never seen Prescott throw the ball with that amount of confidence. Career game for sure. And a lot of that goes into the game plan that was given to him. Yes. And this new look offense where he's just spreading the ball around to everybody. And it creates a situation where... Defenses, if you if you have defenses start to forget about Zeke Elliott, yep, then they become even more dangerous. Because don't forget that they, that they can still play a defensive ground and pound game. Yeah. Having said that, the Dallas Cowboys are five point favorites on the road. Another division game here at the Washington Redskins. Five and zero gets a spread in their last five games versus the NFC East, which means they have been owning the NFC East. I Washington won't come out to like a hot start like they did against the Eagles. No. They will not. Not two weeks in a row. Not two weeks in a row. Not against this good Dallas team. They don't have the talent. I think Dallas wins this game by 14 plus. I was just about to say, I think Dallas wins by 14. Five one and one against the spread in their last seven games as road favorites. Dallas, keep in mind, don't forget that Dallas was one of the best road teams in the NFL last year. The only reason that they made that run is because of how well they played on the road. Yep. I got no problem. Especially after Dak goes for 400 yards and Zeke barely had to do anything. He was last on a 25, week. 25 play uh, count limit. That they are not count limit this week. Absolutely not. I'm all over the Cowboys minus five here. The visiting team in this matchup in the last ten games seven and three against the spread. So I also really like that one. Five is very favorable. I'd be more concerned if it was like a trap number, like a four, because then you're like, wait, what? They're only really a one point better team. But five, I'm taking the five. I'm hammering the five. I feel like it's only like that because of how hot. The Redskins looked out of the gate. No Darius Geis. Last weekend, yeah, they lose Geis. Keenum won't have as good of a game against no. this. And 
this debate between the Eagles and the Cowboys. You you saw my my comment on, on Facebook when ESPN posted their power rankings. Yeah. How did they? St- and please explain to me how did they still have the Eagles ahead of the Cowboys in their power rankings? What am I missing with this Eagles team? I'm not saying that they're not a good football team, but after the Cowboys win the division last year. And then you have those week one performances. How are the Eagles still ahead of the boys? The only explanation I have, the only, and it's so far out that some people might come across and slack me in the face, is ESPN purposely put situations in like that to get the clickbait, to, to get people co- t- commenting. And it works because <laughs> I was, they always I was do commenting it. right away. It's like, what are you thinking, ESPN? And they like, gotcha. It did. I think it's going to be, uh, I cannot wait for the first game between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I yes. Think that, you know, th- there's no doubt they are the two Edge best of our teams seats in for the sure. division. And uh, I think on the way, I think the Cowboys are going to win these games that they're supposed to win. I- I- in the past, we've seen a Dallas team that has, has taken every game down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, struggling against teams that they shouldn't be struggling against. But after last week, I have never seen the Cowboys play a game oh like that. Oh my God, wait. I, this moment totally sparked my mind. You know, we've been talking about Lane Van Der Esch and... Um, Jalen Smith a yes. lot. Them on the sidelines, suffocating the after suffocating the, the, the New York Giants. How happy and how they know that this is going to be their their future together for a long time, and they're still getting better. That was one of the best moments when um, the cameras panned on those two having a great time. Literally, they just came off the field, and I was just like, "My God." It fires you up, especially in an offensive-driven league. Yes. And I've said it before. I love watching these guys. Jalen and Van Der Esch are my boys. Love watching them. I hope they stay together. Best linebacker tandem in the league. Yep. Far and above. Van Der Esch easily over 10 tackles last week. He was all over the field. He's always attacking the ball. The defense didn't really have an opportunity to get their feet wet because no. they were playing with such a big lead yeah. the entire game. So I can't wait to see. I think it's week three. I think the boys play the Saints. Ooh. I can't wait to see uh, them locked in, in a defensive matchup. But as long as this offense keeps humming like they are. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to ride them with, with these spreads. I just hope that uh, they don't they stop scoring so doggone quick. Because uh, I got Cowboys D in fantasy. They don't get, give the defense a little right. rest. <laughs> and, and give them some points. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and go into one that is actually a lot more intriguing than it looks. All right, you've got the Arizona Cardinals. I'm glad that we're talking about this one because two of the most talked about teams in week one. Yes. The Arizona Cardinals going at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are 13 and a half point favorites coming off a 59-10 win against Miami. The Cardinals coming off a 27-27 tie against Patricia and the Lions in a game where Patricia should have been fired yes. before the game was even over. Yes. Cannot believe that they Run let the ball. that lead it is slip that away the way they did. But give Kyler Murray credit for not giving up and his rookie debut when things weren't going well, I think that we saw the true Kyler Murray and what he can do in that fourth quarter. Yes, we It was did. not the first three quarters. Kyler Murray before the fourth quarter had nine completions. He finished the game over 20, and that was in one quarter. Kyler Murray was running for his life the entire game, so they do have some work on the off- offensive line. But this 13.5-point line with a quarterback and an offensive mind like that for Arizona, I'm taking Arizona all day. Lamar Jackson, I don't care what anybody says. He scored a ton of fantasy points. He did great. I did not really... I must have been missing something. But his his MVP odds went skyrocketed. It's not like he was making amazing throws. He was throwing to open receivers and running around and throwing the ball. Like, <laughs> Forgive me if, if I'm missing something, Miles, but I think this line is just a little too inflated. 
I know Arizona's bad, but Arizona's defense is not terrible. I was looking forward to seeing which way you, you were going to go. I'm 100% agreeance with you here on the Arizona Cardinals plus 13 and a half. I think that this is an overreaction yes. from week one with the Ravens 59-10 went over Miami. It was impressive, yes. But Lamar Jackson's MVP odds skyrocketing is a joke to me. Yes, absolutely. It was one performance. It was one game. It was a great moment for him. Loved his comment after the game. Pretty good for a running back. Yeah, yeah it was Lamar. It was pretty good for a running back. You've got to show more consistency there. And for the Cardinals, I think that this will, as long as the lines are, are, are keep keeping set this high over double digits against Arizona, yeah. it, it'll be the year of the backdoor cover all the time for the Cardinals, which I think is what we're going to see in this game. Now, yo, I absolutely definitely think a backdoor cover, backdoor cover is coming. I think this game will be teetering around that twenty point mark. Kyler Murray is going to have another fourth quarter. I don't think they're going to tie, nor do I think they're going to win. I could see the Ravens winning by thirteen. Yeah, exactly. And the Cardinals covering by a half a point. I can yep. see that back to recover. Ravens, 1-6 uh, against the spread in their last seven games as home favorites. Good. I was going to say that one. I'm glad you did. Great trend because that shows that when they're hyped and they're playing at home, coming off big wins, they tend to struggle. And, and, and listen, I think Arizona's going to come ready to play this game. Yes, they I are. I do. Kyler Murray, really, you know he, he looked human in that first quarter, but he... I think he's such a gamer, and he's so good where he felt like he was like, I just have to adjust. And he, that's what he did. Instead of just running around and then panicking, he, he played. He took what the defense was giving him. And keep in mind that the Arizona defense kept them in this game. Yeah, it did. They kept making key stops. I didn't know their defense was that good. Right, and they were on the field for three quarters. Yeah. They, they were on the field the entire game, Brad. And... and it was the Arizona defense that allowed Kyler Murray to make that comeback in the fourth quarter. Yep. So I think that Arizona can provide an actual challenge for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens here. Yes, absolutely. In this game. So another game that I'm really excited to watch, a lot of good matchups here in NFL Week 2. It looks like we're agreeing on three out of four Yes. in the NFL and college. Exciting. I'm sad that we're done talking about NFL, but uh, let's go to my favorite segment, the Dog and Dogs. <laughs> After such a great week one for our God, dogs, man. such an awful week two. Yikes. All right, so you were the only one that got a point. Which should have been more points because South Florida should have won that game. It was one point. You you got the win for South Florida plus six over Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech wins the game 14-10. Good call. Uh, you got a loss here with Arkansas plus six and a half, losing to Ole Miss 31-17. And you went with Texas plus six and a half. They ended up losing that game 45-38. I had three losses. Very disappointing. I had Vanderbilt plus seven over Purdue. Purdue wins the game 42-24. What happened to our boy Mason Fine? North Texas. How oh, my SMU, God. 49-27. I took North Texas plus three and a half. This Ohio loss. game was bad. And Pittsburgh stifling what I, my Mac winner pick. Well, well in all fairness, uh, the quarterback from Ohio barely practiced, was on, was on IVs, didn't know if he had mono or strep. He got cleared of all of them and played. He looked... Like he was sick. Head down, no life. Shut in the out body. most of the game. Yeah. Ohio plus five. Uh Pittsburgh wins the game twenty to ten. But don't forget that I still have an outright lead on you. By one point. Six points to five points. Oh God. So let's go ahead and uh in a very interesting weekend of college football because they're This was a tough one. Very difficult because really the really good dogs are gonna be in conference play. Yeah. Uh, and right now we have no good conference games that that we can look at. Uh, still a lot of non-conference matchups. Really curious to see where you go. Let's just go back and forth. I'll okay. start with one that's actually going to be on Friday night. 
I'm going to go ahead and take Houston plus nine over Washington State in a neutral site game in the Texas kickoff. I was looking at that, but I just think Washington State, uh, Leach is going to have them firing. They're going to win by double digits. My first one, and one that I, it took me a little bit of digging, but I am actually really excited about this game. Kansas State, seven-point seven dog at Ole Miss. I don't care. Ole Miss scored 31 points on Arkansas. Arkansas couldn't, couldn't move the ball. Who do you got next? I've also got Kansas State. Fuck. I thought that it was Mississippi State. Is it Ole Miss? It's Ole Miss. Okay. I don't know how I read that wrong, but, I was, but I'm still going with Kansas State. Holy God, I'm not wrong. I did all this. I did this analysis because they reversed Mississippi. Ole Miss. I think it's Ole Miss. I'm like pretty sure it's Ole Miss. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm like, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's look it up. Let's do a live. This is a live, live game update. check. Oh my god! So guys, if you don't know what we're doing, we are being true to our nature, and we need to get the right ones. Because I put this analysis based on they were playing um, Ole Miss. Hold I think on, Mississippi State has a tougher opponent. Vamp, 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 vamp. Oh my god, it is Mississippi State. It is Mississippi State. Okay. Shit. I mean, are are you still gonna ride them? I have to. I mean, it's slim pickings here. I have to ride them. Kansas State coming in with the first-year head coach. Honestly, I'm just going for the cover here. Honestly. All right. My game two. <laughs> God, that sucks. Another game where I'm I, I, I'm going against the SEC. Arkansas scored, I think, less than 20, 24 combined points in their two games they've played. Colorado State. God, they're awful, but they know how to score points. Colorado State plus 10 at Arkansas. I think it's an outright win for Colorado State. Wow, what a call. Not a bad pick. I did have my eye on that game as well. I can't see Arkansas losing at home. The only reason I think Arkansas wins the game is if they just shut down Colorado State. They cannot score. And lastly, on one that pains me, uh, just because I don't really have much faith in NC State on the other side, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Mountaineers to bounce back and get a win here. Plus 7. I looked at that one. Over the Wolfpack. And this bet, these this, are painful. my pick that I made, don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. When's the last time Washington has lost back-to-back games? The Huskies? I'm going with the Rainbow Warriors, plus 21.5 at Washington. Wow. Outright win. The world is going to go crazy. People are going to ask, is Jacob Eason really the fraud he really is? That is my pick. I'm speechless. Any reaction to that? I'm speechless. <laughs> Well, guys, you know what to do. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook at What's the Spread, uh, What's the Spread underscore on Twitter. Be sure to download this podcast on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and we're on Spotify. If you haven't downloaded this podcast or rated, please be sure to rate our podcast. Be honest. One more thing before we go. Also, look for these awesome graphics that my man, my main man Brad is putting together over here. We are putting our picks on social media. Yes. Uh, so you can follow along with us. We're also posting those results. We are. Because we we always own our picks. Yes. Uh, so also look out for that as well. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the analysis. Listen to us laugh at ourselves. And then go ahead and get those picks on social media. Good work there.